0: Hey everybody, Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome back to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. Hope you're doing well wherever you are listening in. I've got something I'm really looking forward to sharing with you today. This is a great quote from Jordan Peterson. I know that uh, many of you will be familiar with him, a fascinating figure, and I've uh, been reading his latest book. For those of you that don't know, he's a public intellectual who rose to prominence over the last five or so years. He's a psychotherapist, a uh, clinical psychologist and uh, a university professor and then wrote some influential books and uh, became quite well known for his work on YouTube uh, discussing some pretty challenging topics about what it means to be human and I've been enjoying this read. It's uh, quite challenging. I've I've always been a A great fan of deep thinking and ideas, and to read this book lately has been really illuminating. So if you're looking for something that's going to challenge you and uh, push you along, go and check it out. It's called Beyond Order, 12 Morals for Life. I read his first book flying back from Toronto, I think. I remember reading it at about 30,000 feet and getting a lot out of it, so this next one is great. So listen, here is the quote. Now this is from a chapter where he's talking about how you deal... With the suffering and arbitrary nature of unpredictable suffering in the world. Now, if you're listening to this going, Jonathan, how is this relevant for us as Catholic teachers? It's very relevant because I think that young people, with their level of media exposure, their news exposure, they're very much exposed to a world at the moment where Very little is hidden from them. So they see the darkness, the suffering, the conflict in the world, probably in a way that many of us as younger people may not have seen. I was telling my daughter the other day, I've got to that point now, and we're having those conversations about the olden days. My daughter and I, uh, she's 13, I take her uh, surfing every weekend. It's about a two-hour drive every Saturday at 5 a.m. And uh, we have these great conversations. And I was talking to her the other day about the olden days when I grew up. And uh, some of you remember this, we had three or four TV stations, network stations, and there was nightly news bulletins, and occasionally you might, your parents might have a newspaper around, but a lot of the time you didn't get the kind of exposure to global events and suffering and stuff that was happening. Yeah, you definitely, you know, you'd, you'd hear about the big things, but I think that our young people are exposed to the reality of suffering and war and conflict and disease and in a way that is definitely historically unprecedented, right? So, what this can lead to for so many young people is this kind of eventual cynicism, right? Nihilism, despair, when you look at the reality of the world, and then here we are as Catholic teachers trying to share this message of of the good news, of a God that's with us, and I remember many years ago being asked to come in and speak at a uh, Catholic high school. It was a year 12 retreat. They had a great principal. And he, at that time, I was talking about a lot of theology of the body stuff and uh, relationships. But he said, look, I need to talk about something else. He said, I want you to talk to these young people about resilience. He said, I'm finding that they're very fragile when it comes to the challenges of life. So even, and that would have been a decade ago now, just this awareness that many young people, not all, of course, as I said last week, you'll have students in your classroom that are not struggling with these sorts of things, but many of course are. So what Peterson's getting at in this quote that I'm about to share is that for many people when confronted with this difficulty and suffering, it leads to despair. So what do you do? You know, how do you respond? How should you respond as a person, and for us as Christians, and let me read you this quote, and we'll just unpack it a little bit. He said, It is within the frame of that impossible undertaking, that decision to love, that courage manifests itself, enabling each person who adopts the courageous pathway to do the difficult things that are necessary to act for the good, even in the worst of times. What he's getting at here is that, he says that if you decide that you're not gonna give in to despair, if you're not gonna give in to sarcasm and cynicism, he said the other thing, you, do, you don't want to go to the other extreme, which is a naive optimism, right? Where we just think, everything's well, gonna be fine, everything's great, because it's not. We, we're constantly exposed to tragedy and loss and suffering in our own lives, the lives of the people we love. So he says that what's the correct response? And he's saying that the correct response is a decision to love, and that if you make that decision in life to love, then that brings about a certain courage. There's such an interrelationship here, isn't there, between love and courage, that sometimes you need a lot of courage. You need to to be brave and to choose to be loving, but sometimes when we make the decision to love, the courage follows. So the word decision's important because uh, decision, of course, comes from the Latin decisio, which means to cut off from. So once we make a decision to love, then we cut off from the other options, which is vengeance, judgment, and nihilism, as I've said. So what's this all got to do with us as Catholic educators? We are going to be confronted multiple times in a day with decisions about love. Now, quickly, we'll just unpack love very quickly. I spent many years teaching on this all over the world. We've got to move beyond this sentimentalized... Romantic idea of love as a pure feeling state what moral philosophers would refer to as epiphenomena To love is a desire to will to desire the good of the other So to love is a decision to do what is good for the other To act in a way that is good for the other regardless of how we might feel at any given time Now, as educators, of course, that can mean discipline at times, that can mean doing things that are pretty challenging, but you are confronted multiple times a day with decisions about love, and that means decisions about wanting and acting for the good of the other, for students and, of course, for your colleagues, maybe for parents as well sometimes. I'm sure all of you listening will have people in your own staff room, your own uh, faculty lounge, as it's called for many of my American friends, where they grate on you, right? They really rub you up the wrong way. But that decision to love leads to a kind of moral, philosophical courage that we face the difficulties of life with a strong decision to love, to be courageous in loving our students and to loving the people that God puts in front of us each day in our school community. Now, the important qualifier here for Catholic educators is the relationship of human action, to sacramental grace, Jordan Peterson's spirituality is a subject of great internet discussion. And I'm, I'm deeply convinced that he's uh, that he has a genuine Christian worldview. But you know where his quote doesn't progress to, which is fine because he's not writing a book for a specifically religious audience, is that it isn't just simply about our decision to love, because if it was that only then more of us would do it the beauty of our catholic faith is i said to my daughter the other day it's had two thousand years to have a good look at humanity and work out the truth about how we actually tend to act so we can love and we can be courageous but often we we're not so what our faith offers us specifically through the sacraments is the grace of God, that he gives us this supernatural capacity over time to do the things that in our purely human state, we would find probably beyond us. If that's not true, then the entire sacramental order of the Catholic faith collapses, and it's nothing other than just a symbolic kind of actions that we go through. And symbolic actions are important in culture. You look at all cultures, and symbolic actions are significant. But as Catholics, there's this whole other layer where God's grace and power is manifested through the world into our concrete circumstances through the sacramental order, through the Eucharist, through the sacrament of confession, sacrament of penance, through religious orders, marriage, baptism, all these different sacraments. So let's wrap this up. Not only do we need to find the courage to love on a regular basis, we need to open ourselves increasingly deeply to the grace of that will allow us to do it, but we need to help our students over time to love. What does that mean really? It means that firstly we have to model it. So a great Catholic school community is gonna be a school community where young people see love modeled. They see staff who care about each other. They see staff who care about other students. Let's never forget that our students are watching all the time. They're seeing how we interact with other students. So the first level is that we model it. And then I think sometimes we have to explicitly teach it. And I've still got three young kids, so Karen and I are constantly still teaching our children how to interact morally with each other. Now, <laughs> I'd like to say that we're as successful at that as Tom Brady is at throwing a football, but it's not quite the case, as many parents will know. But we don't get the result we want a lot of the time. But we keep going. We keep trying to teach them. And again, we model it in our marriage imperfectly. We're trying to model it for our kids. So you can see, can you see the sacramental order? There's the sacramental order of baptism that Karen and I obviously, you know, have experienced. And there's the sacramental order of marriage. And then hopefully there's grace coming into our lives through through baptism, through marriage, through the Eucharist. And then this grace allows us imperfectly to model the love of God in front of our kids. And we don't do it perfectly. But I think we probably do it better than we would if we didn't have that grace. We open ourselves to that sacramental grace. We open ourselves to prayer. We ask God to help us do more powerfully and consistently what we can't do ourselves and our students notice it you mean this those schools you've worked in or been at or attended where there's just a vibe there's a dynamic that there's a care and an energy where people love each other and again we de it we need to take it out of that purely sentimentalized concept we don't mean people just run around hugging everybody but we mean that people actually desire the good for each other they desire to push others forward so there's a lot in that I hope it's useful for you so that's the quote for the day A housekeeping Come and check out our sponsor CatholicExecutiveCoaching.com Check it out If uh, you're a principal or someone It's a great chance to, uh, to really get some help In taking your own level of leadership To another level And your school community You can check out CatholicExecutiveCoaching.com And of course check out OneCatholicTeacher.com resources page there the going deeper program everything you need is right there please make sure you've subscribed to this podcast hit that big subscribe button leave a comment on whatever platform you like to listen to and of course if you would be so good as to share this with a few friends that would be fantastic all right friends that's it let's get out there let's get reliant on that grace thank you for what you're doing every single day as a catholic educator Um, Doing an interview tomorrow I'm going to have a great guest on the show We're going to talk about her journey as a Catholic educator And her new book So make sure you tune in tomorrow My name's Jonathan Doyle This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast God bless your friends And I'll have another message for you tomorrow